Welcome back, fam. You are listening to That One Sports Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Mitch Wilson. He is Chris Hell. Please like, subscribe to us on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Chris, my guy, what do we got on the show today, man? Baby. First thing we're going to talk about is that Brink truck backing up and giving Jalen all them greenbacks. We're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. And we're going to talk about the NBA in general. So it's very NBA heavy tonight. And we'll also kind of chat about uh, some some local news and kind of take a break a little bit uh, from sports like we always do. So my main man, Mitch, my brother from another mother. Let's talk about that Brinks truck backing up. What do you think about Jalen's contract? And more specifically, is he worth it? Oh, boy. Let me tell you, I tried to tell you earlier. I remember this specifically. I don't remember what episode it was. We talked about it. And I will tell you, he is absolutely, positively worth every penny. Because he is a guy that plays the most important position in sports. Most important position in sports, in case you are not aware that is the quarterback position in the NFL, okay? This guy last year was number two. He was the runner-up to the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, in the MVP discussion. He also had a magnificent playoff run. He had an elite-level Super Bowl where he threw for over 300 yards, and he ran for, I couldn't even tell you how many, accounted for, you know, multiple touchdowns. And also the... The thing I like about Jalen is, you know, he's a guy that I think is going to continue to get better. Like, he hasn't hit his ceiling by any means. He can become a better throw of the football. He is an elite-level runner. But I like with Jalen is that he does not want to run first. He will run if he has to, but he wants to get the ball out of his hands to his playmakers okay this is a guy who i believe will always stay hungry for those who don't know this is a guy who who started at alabama at quarterback and then lost that job in a championship game and was benched the next year for tua that following year he came back and he backed up Tua. never never complained put his head down and backed up to it for that whole entire season. And then he transferred to Oklahoma where he had a great year at Oklahoma and leading them to double digit wins. And he's a guy who a lot of people slept on. I believe he was drafted in the, I believe in the third round by the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a guy who, in my opinion, had one of the best sayings. He said something to the effect of they wrote me off, but I didn't write him back. That just shows you the mentality that he has, that he wants to continue to get better. He wants to become an elite level quarterback, which I think he's right there in that discussion. He's one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. He is a guy that is a leader among men, just the way he carries himself. For me, he is absolutely 100% worth it. I think the Eagles got their guy. And I'll tell you what, Christopher, he got paid that, like you said, that big old Brinks truck backed up to his house. Like I said, previous podcast, he knew what his number was. 
what he wanted guaranteed, and he got it. This just goes to show you with his deal that the Deshaun Watson signing and that contract was a complete anomaly and that that just shows you how desperate the Cleveland Browns were. That's not going to happen, okay? The Cardinals, when they signed Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray actually got $10 million more guaranteed than Jalen Hurts. This is a bad day for Lamar because that fully guaranteed contract is absolutely not coming because Jalen just signed for, you know, it was five years, $255 million, $51 million per year, $179 million guaranteed. I think that's a great contract for Jalen, a great, a great contract for the Eagles. Lamar, this is bad because, again, like I said, that contract that Deshaun Watson got, the only reason why he got that was because of desperation from the Cleveland Browns. So I think that great for Jalen. I'm glad he has set his family up for generational wealth, and I couldn't be happier for him and his family. Now, I will say, um, as a Chiefs fan, it kind of stinks because I know that guy's going to be there for you know, five more years, and they, if the front office continues to do what they do, they're definitely going to be a Super Bowl contender for the the many years that he's there yeah so I'm gonna answer the question a little bit more direct I know he's your guy and you wanted to to really give him his flowers and and give him his props but I'm gonna answer the question a little bit more direct is he worth it the market dictates that so whether or not I think he is or he isn't really doesn't matter because you think of the way even the housing market works just because your house sells for 600000 doesn't mean it was ever really built for that or that it's really worth that. It's what the current market says. And what Jalen Hurts has done over the last two years, especially last year, leading his team to the Super Bowl, they are worried about could his status balloon? And now I'm going to have to really, ta, 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 you know, fork over the money like at a strip club, you know, just flipping them ones at him or what? is going to happen if I gamble and he ends up doing better. Now I may be in another Lamar situation where he's going to be way more money. Jalen Hurts did exactly what he needed to do. I do think he's going to get better, but do you know his stats are eerily similar to Donovan McNabb's, which is kind of unique that he plays for the same team. Now, he is a more accurate passer, but people sleep on Donovan McNabb passing-wise. You know Donovan McNabb's best year? In 04, he threw 31 touchdowns and only eight interceptions. 31 and eight, and he threw for 3,875 yards. That is Jaylen, elite level. Jalen's best year so far has been, I think he threw for like 31, and he was around 61%. Now, he did rush a lot, and he had a lot of touchdowns, but a lot of those touchdowns were design runs. You know, McNabb didn't have that opportunity. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as McNabb or McNabb is is better than than Jalen Hurts. But when you ask what's worth it, McNabb got his bag too for the Eagles. It is so hard to find a quarterback. You see these teams starting to really stretch to go get their guy, right? Or, or their perceived guy. Jalen's earned it, played through injury. Do I think Jalen's the best passer in the league? No. Do I think if his skill set was in the mid-2000s when you had Peyton Manning and, and Roethlisberger and Brady and Drew Brees and Rodgers all going at it, do I think he would have even got close to this amount? No. But in today's NFL, really name me five quarterbacks that are definitively better than what he did. You got my main man, PM15. He's worth every penny. And he's going to end up being underpaid here in two years because of his contract. And and I'll tell you what, just 
uh, his contract is going to continue to look better and better every single year. For us. At, for us. Absolutely. Now for him, for it's us. like, hey, he possibly may have missed out on, on a bigger bag. But you know what? In five years, he might be sitting on four championship rings and Jalen Hurts and all those guys that took the guaranteed money or the big contracts might have nothing. They might not have anything. There's a lot of good quarterback play, and this is where I think people get it confused with they say, oh, quarterbacks are getting better and better. You're right, but elite level has not changed. When you look at the era that we really grew up in, and even in the 90s, Elway and Brett Favre and all these guys, and then you go early 2000s of Manning and Brady and Roethlisberger, and I mean, even... Eli, not Eli Manning, but Philip Rivers, like people threw for a lot of yards. Now you're starting to see quarterbacks aren't as bad because there used to be a huge drop off, right? It was like you right. either had this and then you had Elvis Gerback. And it was like, <laughs> you're definitely not going to win anything with that. Right. But I think collectively the quarterback play has improved drastically. And so that's why you're seeing this, this narrative that quarterbacks are always better, which if the majority of quarterbacks are better as a whole, guess what's going to happen to your contract? It's going to inflate. So whether or not I think he's worth it, it really doesn't. It doesn't matter because he got the money. When you look at what the market is, it's like only time will tell if it's really a bad contract, right? It's like Mahomes could have been a bad contract. What if he would have tore his ACL the next year? Would we be sitting here calling it a good contract? No. It It's a risk you play. The Eagles did the sensible thing. Get him while he's still ascending. Not when he's already ascended and now you really got to pay him money. But it is going to be interesting. You say they're going to be there for a long time. Who knows? I mean, they've got some playmakers around him. And here in about a year or two, they're not going to be able to afford that. That's a that's a hefty contract, man. And this is not the MLB where you can just go print money like the New York Bankies do. It doesn't happen <laughs> like that. You, you have to go draft well. You got a salary cap. And you can't just go out and pick receivers when you want them. So it's going to be interesting when they don't have Devontae Smith or they don't have A.J. Brown and they don't have the running backs and the line starts getting older. Is Jalen Hurts going to look like what he does, what what he did this year? I don't know. I don't know. So it'll it'll be very interesting, man. Very, very interesting. Because like you said, well, you got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. You essentially have two number ones out there. And like you said, they're not going to be able to keep both of them. So I think that will be his next step of progression like Patrick Mahomes. Uh, what's Jalen going to look like when he doesn't have two elite-level receivers? Patrick not having Tyreek Hill this year. He progressed and throwing to guys that weren't elite-level, but he made them better. And that essentially is going to be Jalen's next progression. So my guy, Chris, I know you are a big, big fan of the NBA. So what have been so far in these NBA playoffs? What have been your biggest surprises? Really? I know this is not a sexy comment, but it's the injuries. I mean, if you've paid attention, you got Morant that went down. You got Giannis that went down. You got Tyler Hero that went down. Like there are just people that, are getting hurt left and right. And you know what's scary about all that? I, I told you a couple weeks ago that, I, that I'd give you my opinion on the Lakers. <laughs> Things are falling in place for them, man. And, I, you know, I, I'm not sure if they would be able to get past the Clippers or Phoenix, who I think out of that series is going to go far. Denver is going to win this first-round series, but I think they're going to have all they can handle in the next round. Uh, the Lakers are going – the way it's all set up, like you look at Golden State, they're 0-2. 
and the Kings look great, but the Kings remind me of one of those young teams that will upset Golden State, and not because of their record, but because of just the overall history that the that the Warriors have. And I could see them getting flat out swept Still, in the next round. Yeah, because yeah. that's all the Kings needed to do was win a series, and they're young, and their fan base is going to be behind them, right. and everyone's going to talk about them like they're the next Oklahoma City or young Golden State Warriors. The Kings have... 70% of their roster, or seven of their eight starters, I should say, is 26 and younger. Like, the Kings might be coming, bro. Light the beam, because the Kings might be coming. 26 and younger, they sound so much like Golden State. And De'Aaron Fox, good gosh, that boy has got a quick first step. A quick first step. So, they they are a surprise to me from what they've done to Golden State. I didn't think Golden State would take anything in Sacramento, but I, I did not expect the Kings to take shots in the mouth like that and keep coming back. I mean, people forget. It wasn't like the, it it was a blowout. Game one, the Kings were only up by one point going in the fourth, and De'Aaron Fox went nuts. Same thing this game, man. Like is, bro. Surprises have been injuries, and then I would say the Lakers are going to surprise some people. I would not be shocked, and I am not a LeBron fan, but I'm going to tell you right now, I would not be shocked if they make the Western Conference final. Wouldn't be shocked at all with how things are playing out for them. Wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked, and this is going to be a controversial take. I wouldn't be shocked if they gentlemen sweep the Memphis Grizzlies. If they win 4-1. Oh, they're just yeah. bigger. They're tougher. They they are mentally more tough. I, I think Dylan Brooks thinks he's tougher than he is. <laughs> um, I do. Uh, just I I don't think they have it to contend with LeBron and Anthony Davis, especially this version of Anthony Davis. He looks like old New Orleans Anthony Davis. Like he is out there putting in work. The unibrow is going up there dunking the ball. He is flat out playing like the star that we all knew he would be out of Kentucky. It's about dang time he is, man. Everybody been waiting on that. Ever since he got to L.A., where's that been at, bro? Well, Mr. Eyebrow, thank you for finally showing up, you know, because let's just be real honest. Like, his eyebrows look like two cowed pillars making love on his forehead, man. You know? Oh, they That's do. It. No, no. They, <laughs> yeah, boy, they look like they trying to do uh, – they're definitely not social distancing. <laughs> right? Hope it's right. over on top right. of that man's forehead. <laughs> they but, back to clubbing. They like, oh yeah, baby, let's go ahead and touch and see what you got. <laughs> right. But yeah, man, I'll uh, I'll definitely agree with you. I'll tell you what, man, people forget, you know, Kentucky is an absolute powerhouse, and you got that boy De'Aaron Fox, and you also and now I can't remember. I think they may have, but I'm not for sure. But De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk both went to Kentucky. And they're both on that squad. And they are playing like they back at Kentucky. And they are just absolutely just killing it right now. And Sabonis is a stud. His dad uh, was awesome for the Portland Trailblazers. Great passer. DeMonte's a little smaller, but he seems to be a little bit more athletic than his dad. His dad was kind of freakishly athletic, but this guy, he, he can play. And from the East Coast, man, Boston's going. Oh, I was I was just about to say the same thing. Like, they're Boston's healthy. Like... Yep, they're healthy, especially if Giannis. If Giannis is done, you might as well just go ahead and just even uh, if he's not done. If it, they need a full strength Giannis to compete with Boston, Boston is agreed. Boston is deep. They're young. They now have experience because they 
went up 2-0 last year in the finals and lost to Golden State. Oh, that's right. So yep. they, they had that experience. The Celtics are probably, I hate to say this, and no fan wants to hear this because it happens all the time. Don't be shocked if the Lakers play the Celtics in the finals. I'm just that saying. W- that would be, that's what the NBA wants, I guarantee it, because then that just brings back, you know, the the magic and bird and, you know, those those games well, that were so iconic. They going for their first one. LeBron now, not only did he get the scoring record, he's going for his fifth. What oh. does that do now for the GOAT conversation? Uh, to many people, it's already cemented that he never can be. And then it's funny. There's the opposite side that think he already is. So there is no like in between waiting. It's like, hey, to me he isn't, and to them he is. So it's just kind of a, a an interesting conversation. But NBA really the surprises have been the injury man bug that's been going around, and really the Kings from the West Coast. I would say the Lakers for sure, and the East Coast hasn't really been that surprising. I mean, I've kind of figured no. they would they would play out. Now no one expected Giannis to get hurt right exactly i believe cleveland took care of business tonight and beat the knicks so that series is tied uh one to one yep they did they won 105 to 85 and boston also beat atlanta 119 106 and the late game tonight is phoenix versus the clippers and they have not started that game yet and phoenix is down 0-1 so the clippers are up 1 0 on now. Phoenix. Clippers are interesting, so not talking about surprise, but let's talk about interest here a little bit. They're doing all this without Paul George, yeah. Paul George yeah. is out in, until the next series, they already declared it. He's not going to be even available for a long series for round one. If they can get past Phoenix and stop that Durantula Slim Reaper that's over, that's over there, dude, and they get Paul George back, and they're deep, like people don't realize how deep. The Clippers are. They are deep, deep. Dude, hey, w- wouldn't it be great if it stood up for the Clippers playing the Lakers to go to to the to the NBA championship? I mean, that'd be cool for LA, <laughs> right? <laughs> I think every other market would be like, "Well, that sucks." You know, it's like, "Well, this is." But I think it would be a very big ratings draw. Well, that's what I'm saying is because you know the Clippers have always been, you know, the redheaded stepchild. To, to the Lakers, you know. The, the and, biggest ratings draw is going to be, again, not a fan of LeBron, but I'm not stupid. The biggest ratings draw is going to be LeBron either versus Steph, LeBron versus KD, or LeBron against the Clippers. If it's the Lakers and Denver or Denver against Memphis, pff, you're, you're not going <laughs> to. Because Mar- John Morant hasn't ascended yet to that just – you got to turn on the TV and watch him. He is an athletic phenom, but this year people were more interested about what he did at the club than what he did in the arena. Right. And just to go back to Western Conference, I mean, I'll tell you what, Draymond Green has got to be the smartest, dumbest NBA player I've ever seen in my life. He's crafty, man. He's crafty. He knows when to... I I don't know if he does it to get the team going or or what, but there's some of the things he does. I'm like, you can't play that off like you're clumsy. You flat out ran into the dude. Well, not only that, it's like, here's the thing. We all know a few years ago when he got got tossed again. I can't remember who they were playing against, but if, if he doesn't get tossed... They probably win win another chip. Oh, or win no, that, that was against LeBron. He swiped at exactly. his uh, he swiped at LeBron Junior. in between his legs. Exactly. So I'm just like, bro, like, 
to me, that is just so, it's so selfish because you're essentially saying, I don't care about my team because I'm going to do what I want to do and whatever the consequences may be. Like, let's just be honest. The fact, I don't care that Sabonis grabbed your foot. Your response should be just to try to get your foot out of his hold. You don't stomp on the man's chest. Like, let's just be plain and simple. And then he wants... I don't think he'll be suspended, though. I'll be shocked if he gets suspended, for sure. Because when you watch the video, if Draymond gets suspended, it is pure off reputation. Because DeMonte flat out grabbed his leg. I mean, whether or not we want to say he overreacted... We can't forget the fact that he did grab his leg. Oh no, I know I completely agree with you. He was holding on to his leg. It's not like he's all innocent. And then he gets stomped on and rolls around like he's Karen. It's like Oh my gosh, I know. It's like dude gosh, you were grabbing his leg. Get up. Like he stomped on you. I agree, but the thing the thing is this is that he has a reputation. Oh, oh, bad reputation. You are in a, in a you are in a playoff situation to where the West is completely wide open, and then you want to do some dumb stuff like this to put your team in jeopardy to not be able to move on. Come on, bro. Like, well, you know what? You you bring up a good point, and it's our next topic. So we'll, we'll go right into this because talking about Draymond, he kind of pretends to be a tough guy, right? He's what this younger generation would call our version of Dennis Rodman, right? Kind of. He's a defender. Oh, yeah, for He's sure. A, Good passer, good rebounder. Do you think the NBA is tougher now than it was in the 90s? Oh, that's actually a really good question. So it it depends on the context in which you're talking. If you're talking about being being able to score the basketball, it's 100% easier because of the rules that they have in place. There's no hand-checking. There's a lot more um, space that they have. So – and also they're bigger, stronger, faster. So they're absolutely it's an, it's definitely easier to score in today's game. I will say that I don't because of how athletic the NBA players are now, I think that there are not all, but I think that there are a lot of guys like, you know, you think about just the average NBA player, I think if they played in today's game, they would definitely have a, a harder time just because like the I mean, these athletes, you know, LeBron, Giannis, Steph, Clay, like these guys are just such elite athletes. It's just, it's just crazy. Now, like, let's just, we can be 100% honest. Like Michael Jordan, would he have issue? Absolutely not because he is an you know athletic freak, but he is also, you know, he's Michael Jordan. He's the best player ever, in my opinion. So yeah, I think yeah. that, I think that, from, it depends on the context in which we're talking. Um, I think from a man, I know I don't. Yeah, no, I would definitely think that um, to play the NBA in today's game is definitely easier because of the rules in which they have in place. But that also goes back to the product the NBA wants to put out on the floor. These rules are in place because they want teams to score. They want the ending score to be 135 to 138. They want that because that's going to drive people to come watch because it's because it's entertainment. Yeah, and sports move like fashion. It goes in a big rotating circle, right? Like eventually football will go back to the running back position being uh, very high important, right? The, the high importance of the position because when 
teams start getting smaller and faster, they're going to go, hmm, I wonder if we put a big old dude in the backfield and let's see how they tackle him when their starting linebackers are only six foot two, 210, or 215, or 220, right? They're all fast. You're always trying to mix pieces together, right? So basketball, to answer the question, I agree with you. It depends on what you're asking. If you're saying the true definition of tough and physicality, I think you are an absolute idiot and need to be tested if you think that the NBA today is more physical than in the 90s. You're nuts. Just because you're bigger, stronger, faster doesn't mean you're more physical. And as a younger guy that you would think I would defend this era, I can't stand when someone thinks because you're more athletic that that equates that you're more skillful. That doesn't mean that. There's a lot of good athletes that Larry Bird would torch. And it's not because Larry Bird can jump higher than you or because he's faster. It's because he's more skilled than you. So just because you can jump out the gym doesn't mean you're going to be the greatest basketball player. Because if that was the case, why do we even put on tape for the draft? Why don't we just run the combine and draft everybody off their combine stats and say, he's a Hall of Famer. How many weekend warriors have you seen go to the NFL and they are trash? They're (laughs) horrible. They're bad. And then you see guys like Brady that looks like he should be selling cars at a used car (laughs) shop, and he goes on to win seven Super Bowls because you can be skilled and not have to be super athletic. Now, when it gets really scary is when you're – super athletic and you're skilled then it's like dang this guy is a freak and one of those to me in baseball was ken griffey jr oh ken griffey jr was the best combination of freak athleticism and the dude was and the dude was just skilled his swing alone probably contributed to 25 percent of the pregnancies during his baseball playing time (laughs) tell me it wasn't that Dude. swing was the Dude. smoothest. That it sounded like Luther Vandross was singing. It, it just was beautiful. It, in my opinion, that was, was and is and probably will be the sweetest swing I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, sweeter than candy. It just was yeah. beautiful. So going back to the to the point, physicality. Yes, I do believe the '90s were way tougher because the league allowed it to be which it did allow some people that weren't as at the, as athletic to be tough, right? But yeah. here's my point about supercars and a regular car. It is very difficult to compare eras because I compare eras like people would compare terrain for a car. If I have a Ferrari and I'm going to be able to drive on a paved road, there's nothing better than that Ferrari. Now, you may have a Corvette against me or a Lamborghini and we're all going to be driving fast, right? You go put that Ferrari in the snow or you go put it in the mud, it's useless. And so that's where I think people don't look at it enough from the NBA. If they were to bring back hand checking and they were to bring back the physicality of the nineties, everyone's scoring averages would go down. Every one of them because hand checking alone was extremely, extremely difficult. Now people will get mad and go, you're only talking about the nineties because you're a Jordan fan. No, no, no. I'll go to the eighties. I'll go to the, you know, 70s. I, I think basketball was more of a physical game at that point. It, it just was. It was more of, a, I'm going to rough you up. We're, we're men. We're going to do this. 
And then they realize that the NBA is kind of goonball. Do I think the NBA is prettier now and a much more fluid game? Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give the younger generation that. And would I say it's tougher from the aspect of competing with greater overall athletes? Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the guy on the bench that's 11th on the Houston Rockets, probably a fantastic athlete. And if you took the 90s, the guy on the 11th, the, the 11th guy on the bench probably wasn't, you know, all that athletic. And which is fine. The game was different. It was slower, half-court sets, very physical. You fed the big man. Everything went through the big man. And now – Steph Curry basically eliminated an entire position. He, there, people yep. don't call themselves center. Look at Anthony Davis. He doesn't want to play center. He wants to shoot threes and Dude. dribble and and do all that. And look at Giannis. He's six foot eleven and drives the lane like he's Magic Johnson. And just yoking on people because he's a beast, man. He's a flat out beast. Because he is a beast. He is, he is a beast. So, kind of long story short, answer your question. Absolutely, I think from a physicality standpoint, no one that has YouTube could not go look at that and say, wow. I mean, there were clotheslines and pushes that were common fouls. I'm going to repeat that. Common fouls. If you look at a superstar the wrong way now, it's a flagrant two. <laughs> yeah. Not I mean, a flagrant one or, hey, it's a hard foul. No, they get ejected for that. Ejected. Because they came down hard on a layup and hit a guy in the head. Not even on purpose. They're like, oh, you know, you got Reggie. Oh, I think they're checking this for a flagrant, Bob. And it's like, dude, in the 90s, they would have been like, I'm checking to see if he's crying because if he is, he's a pansy. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, 100% agree, man. All right, man. For our last um, topic, we are going to kind of step away from sports for a minute. Christopher and I both live in the Kansas City area. And we there was a horrific incident that happened. Uh, he had a young, young kid that was going to pick up his younger siblings and knocked on a door and and was shot. It's it's got national media attention. A lot of people are saying that justice justice should be served, and I think that it's a very very sad situation because I would think that just in common courtesy um he all he did was knock on knock on the on the guy's door he's not like he was trying to get in the home or anything like that i will say that the man was elderly i think he was like 85 and so i think that it's a horrific situation because in my mind if someone comes up to my door and i don't know who it is the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to at least ask like what they want. You know, how can I help you? You know, are you lost? Because if I don't know you and you're at my house, like you're obviously at the wrong place. For me, that's just that's just my thought process and what I go through. Uh, I definitely think it's gotten national media because of, of the of, of the, the race element in it, because it, it is a absolutely young, it, it is a young black man who was shot by an 85 year old white male which obviously in today's media they're gonna hop hop all over that. It, but in my opinion, it did, it doesn't matter if that Ralph was black, white, yellow, purple, green. Anybody in that situation should not go through that. They should not knock on the door and be happen to be at the wrong house and get shot at. And so, I know for me, this is something that me and Christopher want to talk about because, like I said, it did happen 
close to home. Um, it, it isn't sports, but it felt we felt like it was definitely worth talking about. You know, our prayers are with Ralph. And, and, and also, I just want to comment to me and Christopher were talking about earlier. You know, we had this situation happen, and then there was an, another situation, I believe, in um, New York where um, a young lady, a 20-year-old young lady, turned around in, or in the wrong driveway, or I should say she turned around in a driveway which was not her friend's or where she was going, and she was shot as well. Um, that's not getting near the national tension that the, the shooting in, in Kansas City is because of the, the to my knowledge there is no race element but man to turn around in the driveway just to turn around she never exited the vehicle essentially to my understanding she literally pulled into the driveway turned around and was and was actually backing out and was shot both instances are absolutely should not happen i don't care race color creed that should not happen period and our thoughts and prayers are with the family. Christopher, what uh, what are your thoughts on it? You know, this is a heavy conversation to have. Um, it really kind of hit at home for me just because my two sons looked a lot like Ralph, you know. And one day my son will be 16 and 17, and I'm not sure how the world's going to view him, you know. I mean, we are. Right. we need to be realistic about what is out there and... The problem to me, I don't want to skip over race like it doesn't matter because it does. And and I do believe that if this was racially motivated, you know, they have him quoted as saying, and again, it's quoted um, as saying that he thought he was a six foot black man, which makes zero sense of, of why would that justify you to shoot somebody? And then people are defending, well, he's got dementia. Well, okay. If, if he has dementia and he's living by himself, why? And then the second thing is, I don't want these purists coming at me for saying this, that every single American has the right to defend themselves. This goes back to what we talk about where guns don't need to be banned, but you're an idiot if you don't think they need to be controlled. You are a flat out, to me, you do not understand how dangerous guns are in in the wrong hands. It's the, we do not value life, man. We just don't. We, uh, We are raising people to not care and have consequences to, I can pull anything out and shoot you, or I'll just end your life. And it is what it is. That young boy could have lost his life for ringing a doorbell because someone, their first action was to go grab a weapon to enter. What kind of world do we live in that you don't even know who's out the door? And the first thing you grab is a gun. That's sad. I I am a proud gun owner. Same, I had 11 absolutely. I had 11 guns at one time and I would never have thought my first thing to go grab is a gun for someone knocking out the door. Last I checked, robbers don't knock at doors for the most part. <laughs> They're going to come in through yeah. a sneakier way, right? They're not going to knock at the door. I'm robbing ya and I'm black or I'm this or I'm that and it's like whether this was racially charged or not, like you you mentioned that uh, it's sad either way. And there's things that happen all the time with white on white, black on black, whatever. But I'm not going to bring up other scenarios. I'm going to bring up this one. If this was racially charged, it shows you how far we still have to go as a society. 
if you literally pulled a gun because you thought the man was black and dangerous, there is an issue. Did you see a picture of the young boy? Yes, I have. Of Ralph? Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that little guys can't defend themselves or anything. <laughs> How in the world do you consider that to be dangerous? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he looks like a super sweet kid. Um, he's a kid. He's That's a all kid. he is, is a kid. And I'm not saying a kid can't come up with a gun and cause you harm. But what I'm getting at is, again, he knocked on your door. It's not like he came and kicked the side of your house or he came and tried to open the door. He knocked on the door. And the first thing you do is shoot with you. Yeah, There's something wrong with our country. And it's not just guns. It's how we view life. And then when you add a tool that is literally a, when used improperly, it can cause a lot of damage. That is a bad combination, guys. That we have people out there that the first thing they want to do, I mean, the story you said, you pull up in the wrong driveway and get shot? The wrong driveway. I mean, what are our kids going to see in 15 years? Is, is it even going to be, Mitch, you and I grew up playing hide and seek, hiding in people's backyards at night in yeah. all black. Yeah. And they didn't say anything to us. But nowadays, I have to tell my young 10-year-old son at night, Watch out what yard you run through because nowadays these people don't ask questions because they're paranoid and terrified. They're just going to shoot you. Do you know how upset I would be as a father if I was Ralph's dad? Now, regardless of yes, bad things happen in life, but raising a child of color, if someone were to call me and said, Chris, Marcus got shot at 16 and we think it's from a man that has now said he shot him because he was black. Because he was black. Do you understand the way you would feel? That's not, I accidentally got in a wreck or my son was doing something crazy. Your son got his life taken away because of the color of his skin. Do you know how bad that is? That's horrible. It is, yeah, 100% horrible. Well, like you said, uh, I I am of color. I will say that, uh, you know... Well, we half have raised, color. God, have, God forgot have color. the other... He didn't leave you in long enough, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I'm I'm definitely uh, brown, I should say. And uh, I, I definitely think that, you know, I, I remember when Zane, my son, he's uh, he's in his 20s now. But, like, I just remember, you know, when he, especially, like, when he got his license and stuff like that, when he started driving and stuff like that, you know, I said, and, you know, Lori and I both were like, hey, you're driving. I know it's cold keep your hood down okay i don't want anybody making an assumption because you have your hood up i don't care if it's cold you get in your car you turn the heat on because especially you know anyone on the road especially uh, you know law enforcement we don't want them to think because you have your hood up and you know you possibly could have be of color that you're getting pulled over for any you know any any reason but and harassing to me is, is something that i could live with right like if if you're telling me this story was different and he got harassed, you know, where the guy came out, what are you doing here? And who's this? And he gave him, you know, the runaround. That's different than pulling a, a gun on somebody and then right. actually right. shooting him. And, and I'm not saying the old man wasn't scared or, or whatever the case may be, but you got to live with consequences. Just like we tell people, hey, if you rob a store that's consequences. Or if you break the law, that's consequences. You were in the wrong place, wrong time. That guy was a former drug dealer. He shouldn't have been doing what he's doing. Okay. 
Well, let's use that same narrative. This guy was wrong and there was no threat. And he shot somebody. Luckily he didn't die, but he shot at him cold blood on his front step. So now what should be the punishment for this guy? There is a consequence to what you do. And I don't care if you made the right or wrong decision, there is still a consequence. So what's this man's consequence going to be? I'll, I'll be interested to see how this plays, how this plays out. Well, I mean, my thing is, is I'm not excusing it at all because it's not excusable. But if he has dementia or any type of, obviously we don't know. I mean, I would say I would be shocked if he actually went to prison because of his age. I think he would maybe go to like a, maybe some type of mental health or something like that. If, you know, he is deemed that he needs that. But it, it definitely will be interesting. Um, like you said, I think my biggest issue with the whole situation is, is that he didn't even, like, he didn't even ask. He did not even ask, hey, why are you here? Yeah. What can I help you with? You know, the poor kid just knocked on the door, you know. And I agree with you that, you know, and this is something that Lori and I have talked about over the years. And, you know, it's becoming more and more prevalent, which which really scares me, is that, like you said, Christopher, people do not value life anymore. And it's super sad. Like, even, dude, if you just go back to the 80s, just to the 80s, okay, which was only, like, you know, 40 years ago, 40 some odd years ago. That stuff did not happen. You know, people valued life. And again, I will say, like 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 Christopher, I am I'm a proud gun owner. Okay. When someone's at my door, my first reaction is not, I need to go get my gun. My first response is, Hey, how can I help you? What are you doing? You know, whatever the case may be. But man, it's just a very, very, very sad situation. And I hope us as a, as a society we can get back to valuing life because it's essentially the most precious thing we have in this life yeah and, and his parents kudos to him and I, I may be speaking out of turn here but it seems like they've handled it very well you know because one thing i'm not a big fan of is when there is tragic events and your first thought is to go ransack uh, uh walgreens or go flip a town over it seems like the parents have been very, you know, they want justice for their kid, but they haven't seemed like they've been, you know, overtly wild. And maybe that would have been a different outcome if he would have passed away. And the fact that they can hug their child and talk to him and he can walk and things like that, that could be the reason why there's a different outcome. But it, when anything happens close to home, and I don't mean literally, I'm talking in your heart too, you, you get a little bit more passionate about it. You know, it's like when Sandy Hook happened, anyone that had a little child around that age, you cried. You were like, I could not imagine the feeling of that parent walking into that elementary school or, geez, kindergartner, and knowing that your little kid was killed like that. Like that, I, I don't know how you ever truly get over that. I don't. I mean, I would rather there be a reason to life than just some random person going in. And it goes back to not valuing people, man. It's okay to smile at somebody and it's okay to be vulnerable. And it's okay to say, you know what? I'm mad at you. And maybe we do get in, in, in a tussle and I throw a punch and you throw a punch, but you know what? Just like he says in Friday, but you live, you live to see another day, you know, <laughs> fighting yes. is like that, that can settle a lot. 
but it gets bad when someone thinks they lost and they're embarrassed and they want to go get a gun and shoot somebody. It's like, it's just the first thing people go to Mitch. And that's, what's sad. I don't think we need gun control. I think we need rules and parameters to control the people to get guns. Cause it's not the gun itself. It's an inanimate object. It sits there. It only becomes dangerous when you got a person like this dude that the first thing he wants to do is go grab my iron and start shooting people. Yeah. It's like, that's where it becomes dangerous. It's just like a vehicle dangerous with the people behind the wheel. The vehicle itself doesn't move. We move it. So the problem is the people and we need, in my opinion, I'm not, I, I'm a big second amendment guy. I have one, but I'm also someone that says just cause the second amendment's there doesn't mean that you can't make um, revisions to it that are where well, you're not taking guns away, but you're making sure that not everybody has, has access. access. Think Absolutely. of this. We have more restrictions on pharmaceuticals than we do on weapons. You cannot even go to a store where you used to not be able to and get Sudafed because of crystal meth. You had to ask for Sudafed, Sudafed, not even <laughs> Sudafed PE. I'm talking right. about just regular Sudafed. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, we, we've got to have restrictions of those people. And there comes a point in time where you just may not be stable enough to have that. They take license away for heaven's sake from people that aren't fit to drive. So right. if this man does have dementia, what child is going to let them have a gun? Because the first thing I'm going to do if my father suffers from that, I'm going to think of the gun like, what if he takes his own life? Or what if he doesn't know who I am when I show up here one day or his grandson and he shoots us? Like the very right. first thing I would take away from that man would be something that could harm himself or others. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just well, a safety guy out of Kansas city and I don't know anything else. You know, both in- instances that we talked about Ralph and the other, and the other young lady, horrible, um, horrible situations should have never happened again. Doesn't matter. Black, white, purple, yellow, doesn't matter. Both those situations knocking on the door and turning around, turning around in the driveway should not get you shot. Oh, not even, not even and, close. And, and I hope, you know, like we talked about, we can truly as a society get back to valuing life because it is absolutely the most precious gift that we have been given guys. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate the, the follows the stars the streams we truly do appreciate it those who are doing so thank you appreciate it we love you keep doing it we're gonna keep bringing you content on a weekly basis guys goes back to something simple we say at the end of every podcast please 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 be kind because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about until next week fam peace